This album is dedicated to all brothers and sisters. My men and my women. And yo, it's time. Put our hands together for Hip hop, hip hop. Cause who I'm talking about, y'all, is hip hop. The stories of hip hop, of rap music, are the stories of a million MCs who, inside of them, the words are coming, the words they need to make sense of the world around them. The words are witty and blunt, abstract and linear, sober and fucked up. And when we decode that torrent of words, by which I mean really listen to them with our minds and our hearts open, we can understand their world better, and ours too. It's the same world. This is Rhymes and Reasons. I go by AM, which stands for Abstract Mind. I'm a, a hip-hop artist. I've been making music since 2009. Yeah, I'm born and raised here in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, working hard right now to change the demographics of hip-hop. That's why I started uh, making music because I didn't like the way the culture was turning. Or, you know, the artists that are, are representing the hip hop culture right now. Me as a music lover, you know, music's done so much for me personally growing up. You know, I don't, I don't think people understand that the power that words have and the effects that it has on people's lives. Right now, I didn't like the way it was turning, the music. So instead of complaining, I decided to, you know, do my my part in, in changing the demographic. First song, uh, we can go with Brenda's Got a Baby. Man, Tupac Shakur, to me, is the greatest artist ever, period. You know, when it comes to hip hop. Um, I know there's a, a large debate on who's the greatest, but songs like Brenda's Got a Baby, to me, is what separates Tupac from everybody else. The, the type of feelings that he gives you. I'm from what we call the ghetto, the slums. I was born and raised in it. I suffered from a lot of the things that, you know, that corrupts our environment, you know, my. When I think about, when I heard Brenda's Got a Baby and the story in which he told, like he hit everything perfectly in that song. I hear Brenda's Got a Baby, but Brenda's barely got a brain. A damn shame, the girl can hardly spell her name. That's not our problem, that's up to Brenda's family. Well, let me show you how it affects our whole community. Now, Brenda really never knew You don't even have to be from the slums or a bad environment to understand that story. Because that story in which he's talking about, you know, for those who aren't familiar with the song, Tupac's pretty much talking about this young girl who, she got pregnant. The reason she got pregnant, she wasn't guided properly by her parents. She grew up in a household where the father was an addict. The mother really didn't care about what was going on in the child's life or her own for that matter. And Brenda, you know, the, the individual who he's talking about, you know, she started picking up bad habits. She got pregnant. She had a baby on the bathroom floor. She threw the baby away once she had the baby because she was scared. She didn't know what to do. She tossed the baby in the trash can. She didn't leave it there. She started feeling remorseful the minute that she did that. Once she got the baby, she couldn't take care of the child. She was young. She was a teenager. She was like 14, 13, I believe he said she is. Couldn't take care of the child. She started doing drugs herself. She started prostituting. And because of the things that she was doing to try to survive and trying to maintain, she ended up getting killed. And you know, and, and here we have a, a child who has no parents now. The child is parentless, it already didn't have a father. Now it doesn't have a mother. And you know, when I heard that, that record, 
It's like we see this every single day. It's sad cause I bet Brenda doesn't even know Just cause you're in the ghetto doesn't mean you can't grow But oh, that's a vote, my own revelation Do whatever it takes to resist the temptation Brenda got herself a boyfriend Her boyfriend was a cousin, now let's rock the joy I come from a broken household So that, that record stuck with me Cause I could have easily been the male version of Brenda And, and just was doing unruly wild things to try and maintain and to survive. No guidance whatsoever. So when I heard that record, I was just like, wow, man. It, it, it just it just hit home because like I say, I was seeing these stories every day. It, it wasn't new to me, but for somebody who has such a large voice to make that type of record, even today in hip hop, you know, so many artists are scared to make those type of records. They don't wanna make those records because that's not what brings in the money. But Tupac, he went based off feeling. He made that record because he knew the story had to be told. And no telling how many lives he saved with that one record. Me as an artist, I, I, do, I, I, I pen a lot of personal records, but at the same time, I'm very creative and I like to take, you know, you could tell me a story, you know, you could tell me your story. And if it's something that touches me, I want to write about it. I want to tell the world your story. So um, when he did that, I was like, wow, he's telling the story of somebody else, but it feels like he was Brenda, the way he, he he's told it. It was so well put together, so well thought of. You know, the words was just that, you know, it stuck to you that well. She tried to hide a pregnancy from a family who really didn't care to see or give a damn if she went out and had a church of kids. As long as when the check came, they got first dips. Now Brenda's belly's getting bigger, but no one seems to notice any change in her figure. She's 12 years old, and she's having a baby. In love with the molester who's sex and a crazy. And yet, and also thinks that'll be with her forever. And dreams of a world with the two of them are together. Whatever. I was in my grandmother's house. We um, you know, we, me and my other siblings, we had lived with my grandmother. I knew I was in my room, probably was on punishment, because I was always on punishment. I was always being bad, but I always watched The Box. I don't know if people remember The Box, but in the 90s, The Box was what MTV is now. You know, you can call in and request your songs or whatever. I was just watching videos, man. I loved watching videos. I was young, I was probably about six or seven when that record came out, but to be honest, Brenda's Got a Baby was one of the first records that made me love hip-hop. I knew what hip-hop was because I had family members. My older cousins were always playing hip-hop, but I really wasn't, you know, into hip-hop like that. You know, I just like hearing good music, period. It didn't matter what it was. If it sounded good, I was listening to it. But when I heard Brenda's Got a Baby, it was just something about that record. Like, the, the production on there was, was phenomenal. The video was like a movie. I was YouTubing it the other day and just hearing some of the comments, like people are brought to tears by that record. And the visuals are so powerful and so raw. They didn't hold anything back. When I seen the, the video, I was just like, God. I was more so, I'm happy I seen a video with it because like I say, I wasn't really into hip hop like I am now with that. Well, I was when I heard that record, but you know, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going, I'm, 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 I'm so hip hop. But when I seen that video, it was like, Jesus Christ, you know, this, this is what I'm living in every day, and he just put it in the song. So. He left there and she had the baby solo. She had it on the bathroom floor and didn't know so. She didn't know what to throw away and what to keep. She wrapped the baby up and threw him in the trash heap. I guess she thought she'd get away, wouldn't hear the cross. She didn't realize how much the little baby had her eyes. That was the record, like, at the time, I was only really listening to what my cousins and them were playing. You know, my cousins were big Wu-Tang Clan fans. I loved the 50s and the 60s, like the soulful music. So we was always listening to those records, church music. You know, at that time, Granny had us in church faithfully. So hip hop records, man, to be honestly, I, I, I don't re I can't recall one record that stuck out to me before Brenda's Got a Baby. Now, in 93, 
Thuggish Ruggish Bone by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Now, when that record came out, oh my God, it was just, that was enough for me, man. I was full fledged right there. That, though Pac introduced me to, to love hip hop, how I love it now, when Bone Thugs and Harmony dropped Thuggish Ruggish Bone back in 93, I believe it was. That record, I, oh my God, I probably we ran on my granny's phone bill. She probably don't know, but I called the box every day to try to get that record played. I grew up on Van Buren and Cicero. Uh, that's why I was born and raised. That area in particular was infested with crime, man. Like it, drugs, murders. Well, I mean, my parents, both my parents were addicts. They lost custody of me and my sisters because of their, you know, what they indulged in. So those were trying times for me and my brothers and sisters you know like it was it was very very rough and critical you know they my parents lost custody of us and we uh moved in with my grandmother the transition at the time was was a difficult transition because you know kids you know we were all being stripped away from my parents so you know moved in with my grandmother as a child I felt I was misunderstood. What well, most people who may consider bad and you know disobedient, I more so say you guys didn't really try to get to understand me and try to get to understand how I was feeling. You know the people at the time, so it was rough, man. I was very antisocial. I didn't talk much. I was very, very quiet, very observant. You know, I was always just looking and just, you know, seeing how things work. Now the baby's in the trashy ballin'. Mama can't help her, but it hurts to hear her callin'. Brenda wants to run away. Mama say you're making me lose pay. And social work is here every day. Now Brenda's gotta make her own way. Can't go to a family, they won't let us stay. I felt like I was the only child that was being treated the way that I was treated. And as a child, you're not mature enough to understand that these are issues that's going on everywhere. So having those type of questions like, man, is, is, is other people in the world like experiencing this? Even though I can't, I grew up in a bad community and bad surroundings, still didn't really, I didn't still realize like other people are dealing with these same issues that I'm dealing with. But when I seen that, when I heard Brenda's got a baby, it showed me like, I'm not the only one who's dealing with these type of pains. Brenda might not have been dealing with this, the exact pains I was dealing with, but she was dealing with pain, setbacks in life. So during those times, dealing with the, with the certain obstacles that I had to overcome as a youth, Tupac, he, him as an artist, he always made the right records that made you feel like he was a family member or something. Like he, he was sitting in your household at all times and he was going through the struggles with you. He made those records to let you know that, you know, I see this and it's gonna be okay. There was always a message in the records he made. He didn't just wanna say, all oh, the communities are so bad. He was like, no, I'm gonna show you what's going on in your communities and I'm gonna let you show you that there is a way out. I'm gonna uh, pinpoint what's, what's the bads and just take notice of it and, and turn that into a positive. No money, no babysitter, she couldn't keep a job. She tried to sell crack, but ended up getting robbed. So now what's next? It ain't nothing left to sell. So she sees sex as a way of leaving hell. It's paying the rent, so she really can't complain. Prostitute fans, swing. And Brenda's a name, she's got a baby. Man, I was, like I said, I was very, very, very antisocial. I didn't talk at all. Even though I had three sisters, I wasn't, at the time I wasn't close with my sisters. We were very, very distant. And I didn't know at all. I was very blind to the, the type of things that women go through. Even in school, in grammar school, uh, I, I didn't talk much to the girls. I was very shy. I was very self-conscious. So outside of sex education, you know, I didn't really know what was going on with women at all and that did enlighten me 
on on certain things that certain things that women go through, certain issues that they deal with on a day-to-day basis because they do have it very very tough. And for for young ladies, you know, who 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 watch that video or listen to that song, you know, I can only imagine how they feel. I can only look at it from a man's perspective. For the women, I would love to 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 have a a, a lady even a young lady now or a young lady who was young around those times and and heard that record like what 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 was what goes through your head when you see this when you hear this it enlightened me great greatly because those stories weren't being told, even by my parents or our parents, period. I don't think those stories are being shared in our communities like they should be. Now they may be, but back then, I mean, I can, from a personal perspective, those stories wasn't being told to me. You know, even in school, those stories wasn't being told. So to have that story told, and like I say, this was going on every day. It still goes on today. It's so many Brenda's out here now. Uh, it might be even more Brenda's now than it was back then. And it goes back to showing this is why the why I started making music, because we're not making those records anymore. Our youth is completely lost, if you ask me. They're completely lost because the voices in music, like I say, music uh, has a great impact on people's lives. And I feel that our leaders right now in music they they the the image that they're portraying they're portraying that everything is just so great right now you know money is so great like economically we're facing trying times but when i turn on the tv and i'm watching these videos and i'm listening to these records they make it seem like everybody's rich you know like it's easy to just get your hands on thousands and thousands of dollars and live great lives when no it's not you might be living that lifestyle but 90% 90% of America isn't, you know, we, these people are struggling, these kids are lost, these kids are out here doing things that they shouldn't be doing, they're not getting educated, all they want to do is do drugs, get drunk, live the party life, have sex, have it unprotectedly, and that's because our voices now are telling them that it's okay to live these lifestyles, they're not making Brenda's a gotta baby, like, Brenda's got a baby may be more relevant now than it was then because I see the, so many kids are, are, are lost and that's because our leaders are not taking the initiative to, to, to try to direct these kids down the right paths. Tupac, that's why he means so much to me, man. His music is timeless. The records he made showed us that he really, really cared about us and that he wanted change. He wanted our communities to be better. He wanted us to fight for ourselves and fight for our freedom in in some sense. You know, never give up hope. Hope is always available. Just be strong, be mindful. Yeah, things of that nature. Music for me, not not even just Tupac, though Tupac, you know, I, I identify more so with him because of the struggles, and he talked about the struggles. Just music in general, man, like music in general kept me out of so much trouble, man. I, I personally feel if I wasn't so attached to music that I could easily be incarcerated right now because I was, I was bad, man. I was, I was on that way. I was on that path. But music just, it, it, it eases me. Uh, I was fighting a lot. I was very aggressive. My temper was very, very bad. One incident, I was in grammar school and I stabbed somebody in grammar school. You know, I don't, I don't know what made me do that, but 
you know, my aggressive nature and all the, the issues that I was having at home, it caused me to do little stupid things like that, that thank God it wasn't severe where I could have been incarcerated and didn't learn from my mistakes. You know, I, didn't, I never sold drugs or anything, but a lot of my cousins are to this day still doing those type of things. My older brother, you know, he's a hustler. And not having, you know, the, the proper guidance can't blame them in a sense because when you're not guided you, you take things into your matters into your own hands kind of raise yourself but thank god that i had music and i had examples around me to say you know what matthew slow down you see if you continue to behave in the manner in which you behave and what happened to you in the long run so music played an important part in that and just my community just seeing you know People that I did look up to, you know, watching them go through these struggles, man. Helped out a lot. It's a shame you chose the dope game. Now your slang came on the streets with no name. It was plain that your aim was mocaine. You got pain now your brain with no shame. I chose rock tracks to make sacks. In fact, I travel the map with rap and spray cat. But now I don't wanna tell my homie. No matter how low you go, you're not lonely. And I hear that you made a few enemies. But when you need a friend, you can depend on me. Call. If you need my assistance, there'll be no resistance. I'll be there in an instant. Who am I to judge another brother? Only on this cover. I'll be no different than the others. A to the O to the M to the I to the E. I'm down to the E-A-D. Cause it's a fall in no time at all. I'm down for y'all. When my homies call. The stabbing um happened in a um in a lunchroom. Like I said, I was very quiet as a child. You know, I didn't want to be bothered. And I felt I was tested a lot. The kids at my grandma's school, I used to go to this school called Dirksen, and I felt I was tested, man. Kids are, are silly. You know, kids like to have fun. Kids do a lot of, you know, unnecessary things, but kids are gonna be kids. But unfortunately, I wasn't, you know, my childhood wasn't happy. So I wasn't happy like 80% of the time. So I was in a lunchroom and somebody was bothering me. Somebody wanted to continue to test me and play with me. And I didn't feel like being played with. And I had, uh, thank God there were plastic uh, forks and spoons. The young man, the young gentleman, he just kept bothering. He was harassing me, and I just didn't feel like being bothered. Like I say at the time, now thinking back, you know, he was just being playful, being silly, might have wanted attention, so he he was just acting up. Unfortunately, I wasn't in the mood, so I, the, my first, I was fighting a lot. Maybe I just wanted to make a, a, a better example because I was always fighting. So I took it to the extreme at that one given point. I stabbed him. When I stabbed them at the point, I didn't care. They called the police, the police came in. Now I ain't gonna lie, when the police came and you know, they handcuffed me, I was very, very nervous because I was young. This was like in fifth or sixth grade when this happened. This was, I was, couldn't been no older than 11 at the time, 10, 11 years old. Stabbed the kid, called the police on me. Went to, that was my first time ever being in jail. You know, they took me. I don't think they placed me in an actual cell, but you know, they took me to the room, the interrogation room, I guess is what you call it. You know, they chained me to some bar, had me handcuffed. I was sitting in there for hours. And sitting in there for hours is when, you know, the regret came. Like, man, I was stupid, man. You know, why did I do that? I was scared, I ain't gonna lie, I was scared at that point. When it happened, I didn't care, it was just like, whatever. 
But when I, I had so much time to sit and they probably did it purposely, like let him sit in here and think about what he just did. And I was able to think about it and I was like, man, what if I'd have killed that, that, that young man? You know, what's going to happen now? Because they were saying how charges were going to get pressed. Uh, I was going to be, I, I faced being expelled from school. Fortunately, none of that happened. I don't know why they didn't press charges. Uh, it was a blessing for me. I thank God that they didn't. But And I was able to come back to school. They only suspended me for a few days. Was it life changing at that point? It wasn't because I was still dealing with struggles at home, you know, and I was still dealing with struggles in my community. So it was like that happened. I was remorseful, but I went right back to the same things that led me to this. So, you know, I, I still didn't straighten up and fly right at the time. You know what I'm saying? I went back to school, still uh, was fighting. I'm surprised they didn't kick me out of that school, to be honest. Like, my record at Dirksen is probably extensive. Like, I, I was bad. I was real bad. But that happened. Now that I look back on it, it's like, wow, that could have been way worse than the outcome really was. Keep your head up by Tupac, Shakira Dan. Came out in 93. Man, that record, at this point, I was, love, I was in love with hip-hop. So in 93, so much music was coming out, so much good music. Hip-hop was blowing up like crazy. And when Keep Your Head Up came out, it made me feel so good, you know, as a human being. The, the message in which uh, it was telling, the second verse sticks to me like crazy. You know, he's talking about this young boy and, and his parent, you know, his single parent mother, you know what I'm saying? Though I dealt with the struggles with my parents, I love, I love my mother to death to this day. And I just see myself as, the, as that little boy. You know, for some reason, even to this day, when, when he tells the story of this little boy, you know, trying to, family trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents, you know, we were struggling. So these are things that I, I actually experienced, like for real, you know, we, we, we struggled. We was very, very poor, you know, uh, mother, you know, was in bad situations. My mother dealt with her own struggles. And I, I was seeing this, everything he was, everything in his record I was seeing, man. And it was just the record that if you're from the ghetto, you know, you're from the slums, here's this record that's going to give you hope. Keep your head up no matter what troubles you're going through right now, man. Things are going to get better. No matter what people say to you, things are going to get better. Hey, yo, I remember Marvin Gaye used to sing to me. He had me feeling like black was the thing to be. And suddenly the ghetto didn't seem so tough. And though we had it rough, we always had enough. I hopped up about my curfew and broke the rules. Ran with the local crew and had a smoke or two. I realized mama really paid the price. She nearly gave her life to raise me right. And all I had to give her was my pipe dream. Of how I'm out the mic and make it to the right swing. I'm trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. It's hard to be legit. And still pay your rent in the end. It seems I'm heading for the that might be my favorite record ever, period, from anybody, man. Because like I say, it, it came in 93. Again, it was still hard times. I was still going through my struggles as a youth. I don't know, man. It just put me in a great mood, man. It just made me feel real good. If you're dealing with adversity in your life, that record lets you know it's okay. Everything is going to be okay, man. Just keep pushing, keep fighting and the end result is gonna be a good result. And, and that's the type of music I love. Give me hope. Tell me, tell me that everything is going to be okay and let me know why it's going to be okay. And that record let me know that, you know what, Matthew, no matter what you're dealing with right now, you're gonna be okay in the end. Just keep pushing, keep fighting. You know, it just felt good. The record just felt so, so good when it came on. Listening to it, even today.
Man, Tupac is the best inspiration for me as a writer. His passion, he, he put a lot of passion in his music. He gave the world, he exposed himself to the world to, you know, to either hate him or love him. You know, he held nothing back. He gave you the goods, the bads, and the ugly. And that's what I appreciate most about him. He didn't make it seem like everything was all peaches and cream. He let you know, you know, his struggles. It was like an open diary for him. He is like, he just opened his, his, his life up for all of us to, to walk in and judge him. Like I say, he was very passionate about his music. He was very poetic. He was very driven into, in getting his message across. He was like a rebel. And me being, I'm, I'm very rebellious. I consider myself a rebel. And this was even before I became a fan of Tupac. You know, even just listening to stories of me when I was a child from family members and they telling me how I was. It's funny when they tell me the stories, but I was very rebellious. And that's probably another reason why I identify with Tupac because he was very rebellious. He didn't care what nobody thought about him. He was gonna do things his way, period. Tupac suffered a lot, man. He dealt with a lot of pains, man. And I think that's what draws people to him, man. He showed his weakest moments through his music, man. To kind of let us know, like, even though I'm at the top of the world, do understand that, man, I'm struggling emotionally. I'm, I'm struggling dearly. Even in his pictures, looking at photos of him, just his facial expressions, man. Like, that man was dealing with a lot, a lot of pains. And maybe that's why he made the records he made, because he probably felt trapped still. You know, maybe he was searching for a way out still, you know, and that's why he made the records that he made. And we all searching for a way out at some point in our lives. And when you see somebody at the top of the world that has everything, but when you, you hear his records, you can tell that he's still in the same position that you are emotionally, like emotionally torn, no matter what it is that has you in that in that situation, well, in that mind state, you gravitate to it. When I was young, me and my mama had beef. Seventeen years old, kicked out on the streets. Though back at the time, I never thought I'd see a face. Ain't a woman alive that could take my mama's place. Suspended from school, I'm scared to go home. I was a fool with the big boys breaking all the rules. Shed tears with my baby sister Over the years we was poor than other little kids And even though we had different daddies The same drama when things went wrong We blamed mama I reminisce on the stress I caused It was hell Hugging on my mama from a jail cell Maybe he talked about women so much Because you know he his mother was an addict She wasn't there you know, she, well, she was there, but she wasn't. You know, he had to pretty much raise himself. Even though, in Dear Mama, he, he lets the world know, though my mother was facing these troubled times, though it was hard for me as a child growing up because my mother wasn't there, I still respect her. This is still the lady that, that birthed me, that brought me into this world. I still respect her as a woman for trying. He says a line that I think is so... I wish everybody, all us men, would understand that. I finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man. For a woman to do that, to try and do that, you know, the respect value goes up. Because it's, it's very hard. You know, men, I feel men should raise men. But I applaud the women that, that tries. I don't know, man. Like, we, we, we disrespect our women so much. And I, I felt... Tupac probably was tired of that, even though he probably did it himself. He probably disrespected women. I mean, he, he does it in his records. You know, he's not perfect, but at least he identifies it. Even if I, if I call a woman out her name, it's not right. Don't applaud me for calling a woman out her name or disrespecting her. It's, it's never okay to do that. And then at the same time, he's letting our women know, have a little more respect for yourself. You know, you, you worth more. Stop letting men just walk over you and run over you like that. I mean, he just wanted women to feel better about themselves, man. 
stop stop feeling you know pitiful or like you feel of no worth and even as a crack fiend mama you always was the black queen mama i finally understand for a woman it ain't easy trying to raise a man Always was committed A poor single mother on welfare Tell me how you did it There's no way I can pay you back But the plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate Don't you know we love this Dear mama But dear mama man when that record came out Because my mother was an addict That's probably why I love I know that's why I love that record so much you know, it almost brought me to tears when I first heard that record. Cause it's like, man, his mother was an addict. My mama was an addict. My mama tried to raise us when my father wasn't there. I, I remember countless situations with my mother where, you know, she tried her hardest, man. My mama really, really tried, man. Unfortunately, the addiction she had, she couldn't, she wasn't 100%, but I know she tried. And when I listen to that record, Pac is just letting his mama know, yeah, I know it was hard on us, but I'm acknowledging that you tried and I respect you for that. You know, no matter what, no matter what portrait people paint of you, I love you, mom. Thank you for bringing me into this world. Thank you for trying to raise me the right way, no matter what anybody has to say. And that's kind of how I feel about my mother. You know, I grew up hating my mother for a very long time. I loved her dearly, but I hated her for, for a minute, man. I was just like, dang, how could you do this to us? But as I got older and I got mature, you know, and understood a little bit better, I was able to be like, you know what? That woman tried. And thank you, Tupac, Shakur, making that place. Cause through the drama, I can always depend on my mama. And when it seems that I'm hopeless, you say the words that can get me back in focus. When I was sick as a little kid, to keep me happy, there's no limit to the things you did. And all my childhood memories are full of all the sweet things you did for me. And even though I act crazy, I gotta thank the Lord that you made me. There are no words that can express how I feel. You never kept a secret, always stayed real. And I appreciate how you raised me. And all the extra love that you gave me. I wish I could take the pain away. If you can make it through the night, there's a brighter day. Everything will be alright if you hold on. It's a struggle every day, gotta roll on. There's no way I could pay you back But my plan is to show you that I understand You all appreciate it. They never got custody of us uh, ever again, unfortunately I mean, we seen them My mother stayed around us My pops We never really built the father-son relationship And he tried to, you know In my music, man, if people listen to my music you know, I, 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 I talk about them a lot. I never really try to talk bad about them, but I do acknowledge, you know, the situation, the, the, the situations that we had with them. But, you know, even my pops, he tried, man. You know, he tried, but my pops died in 06. And in 06, before he passed away, uh, he was in the hospital. I remember it like yesterday. It was Thanksgiving, man. You know, he had, he was calling, man. He was bugging, he was bugging the mess out of me, man. Cause he was in a coma. You know, he had a drug addiction still. And whatever he did, he ended up going in a coma. He was in a coma for a couple months. And when he came out of his coma, he was in, he had got transferred to another hospital. And he was just calling me like, man, son, come, you know, spend Thanksgiving with me or whatever. And, you know, I went. Yeah. All the homies that I ain't talked to in a while. I'm going to send this one out for y'all. Know what I mean? Because I ain't mad at you. At first, I wasn't going to go. I kept telling him, yeah, I'll go, I'll go. But, like I say, the relationship still wasn't, at the time, I was like, 23 years old and you know they lost custody of us when we was like i was about five or six so from six to 23 even those six years they were not good years so really from birth until like 23 i really don't have that many good memories of being with you pops you know so it was still hard for me to to go see him in a hospital even though i had seen him while he was in a coma but i had never seen him while he was awake but 
maybe it was God, you know, even on Thanksgiving, even though I had promised to him I was going to come, I still, like, it, it, it took to about 9 o'clock at night for me to go see him. And something happened that day that just, that just made me extremely mad. And I was like, you know what? Let me just go to the hospital and see my father. You know, I shouldn't be here anyway. I was at a friend's house, and they were getting on my, my last nerves. And I'm like, you know what? I know how to escape this. I'll just go to the hospital. And when I went to the hospital, man, it was, I was so happy that I did it because I got to bond with him. Like, I had never bonded with him before, man. You know, I was a little emotional seeing him in the condition he was in. You know, no matter what ill feelings I had towards him, seeing him, you know, at his weakest, weakest moment, it, it, it really touched me. It just, I was angered. I was like, man, you know, it, I was very sad. And so I bonded with him. You know, it was a great experience. You know, we was watching the Bulls game. My father loves sports like crazy, man. That's probably why I love it. I, I'm a sports fanatic. So we, we got the bond, man. Cause I ain't mad at you. Now we was once two niggas of the same kind. Quick to holler at a hoochie with the same line. You was just a little smaller, but you still roll. Got stressed to why A and hit the hood swole. Remember when you had a Jerry Curl? Didn't quite learn. On the block with your Glock, tripping off Sherm. Collect calls to the tilt, saying how you changed. Oh, you a Muslim now. No more dope game. Heard you might be coming home, just got bail. Wanna go to the mosque, don't wanna chase tail. It seems I lost my little homie, he's a changed man. My relationship with my parents wasn't, it wasn't that good. Now it's all good. You know, me and my mother talk a lot now. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, I'm more mature. I, I understand why things were now. You know what I'm saying? Back then, me and my brother and sisters didn't know why. We was just like, if you want to do better, you would do better. But they couldn't. They, they, it was just, they tried. That's all that mattered, you know? And we acknowledge that now that we're older. You know, wish we would have acknowledged it then, but you can't blame the child. You try hard to maintain, then go ahead, cause I ain't mad at you. I didn't come out of my shyness until high school, man. Like my, even still, I was still kind of shy. But uh, this, my teacher, her name was Miss Henri. She was my uh, reading teacher, and I carried on the same behaviors from grammar school. I carried them on into high school. I was still, you know, antisocial. Don't bother me. If you bother me, we're gonna fight. Period. Um, and in class, in reading class. She, I mean, I give Miss Henri the most credit, man. Every time I see her, I let her know, man. She changed me for the better, man. I was in class. I was shy. I was antisocial. I didn't talk to nobody. I was never a dumb kid, but you wouldn't know I was bright because I never tried to show you I was bright. I was always like, leave me alone. And Miss Henri, I don't know, maybe she seen it. And she, she challenged me. She was like, you know, you know what? And I hate to be challenged. That's a good thing. Like, don't tell me I can't do something. Because the moment you tell me I can't do something, I'm going to prove to you, not only can I do it, I can do it better than you can do it. So she challenged me, man. She came to me. She was like, Matthew, I know that, you know, I was getting asked like crazy. I wasn't doing no work. It's not even, yeah, I was getting asked because I wasn't doing it. I just wasn't participating. And she was like, try. Just try for me one time and prove me wrong. And I was like, okay, proved her wrong. I got an A. I ended up getting an A out of the class. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Forgot what project it was, but I, I know she challenged me on this one in particular project, and you know I, I, I excelled in it. I knew I could excel in it, and at that given moment, you know I was like, "Ain't no point of throwing away my life by being bitter about how I was born. I mean, how I was brought up and raised. Whatever was done to me was done. You know, try and make your life better now." So when I seen that first A that I was challenged, I had got A's before. 
but she actually challenged me. She she knew I can do better, and she proved to me like, kind of like Pac, everything is gonna be okay, man. Just try. She was the first person that kind of actually talked to me, talked to me like I was a human. All through my life, people always was just like, oh, he's gonna be, he ain't gonna be nothing. All he do is get in trouble, this, that. They always said negative things about me. No, I don't feel no one before her really tried to sit down and talk to me and try to understand why things are the way they are, why I felt the way I felt. Even if I didn't talk to you, because even still, you know, I probably want to talk to everybody, but just to know that you do care enough to try to see what's going on, it felt good. And from that day forward, I put forth a better effort in trying to better myself. I started playing basketball. My popularity in high school, I, I didn't know I was that popular until now. Like a lot of kids tell me, y'all, you was the popular kid in high school. Maybe because I was still so shy in nature, I didn't acknowledge, you know, that so many people really love me. They'll never take me alive, I'm getting high with my profile. Cocked on these suckers, time to die. Even as a youngster, causing ruckus on the back of the bus. I was a fool all through high school, kicking up dust. But now I'm labeled as a troublemaker. Who can you blame? Smoking weed up me, take away the bank. So I'm hopeless, rolling down the freeway, swerving, no up. I'm about to crash upon the curb, cause my business bloody. Maybe if they tried to understand me, what should I do? I had to feed my fucking family. What else could I do? Or be a thug. It's an artist right now that I'm so happy that his name is Big Crit. He's from Mississippi, man. That dude, man, even J. Cole, I love J. Cole. Like he's phenomenal, man. Like these two artists are like my my favorite artists right now. And they're not even getting the proper airplay. Like, but when I hear Big Crit's music, man, the balance in his music, man, like he he touches everything to me that Pac touched. I mean, he 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 doesn't rap about everything that Pac rapped about, but as far as the balance in his music is very Pac-like. You know, he gives you the 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 fun songs, you know, talking about his cars and stuff, or talking about cars. I mean. When I listen to his records, you know, he says that's what he grew up around. He has those powerful songs where he aims to inspire. He doesn't only talk about, you know, money. He doesn't talk about drugs at all, to, you know, when I listen to his records. And if even if he's talking about, you know, drugs and things, he's putting it in a way where it's a story and trying to tell you that this is not what you should do, man. Big Crit Man to me right now, and I hope that the game fully embraces him and gives him the pedestal to do what I feel he can do, man. I feel he can completely change the demographics of hip hop and balance it out how it needs to be. I mean, granted, there's a lot of artists that are doing it. I mean, I'm doing it, but I don't have the 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 um I don't I'm not I don't have the market like he has it. Like he's more he's bigger than an artist like me. Though it's, it's a lot of artists that are doing it, not too many artists has that voice to get across to people. And he has it, man. He has the backing. And uh, if people don't know who he is, man, I pray that they do, man. That dude is very Pac-like, you know. I don't think Pac can ever be duplicated. But, you know, he did leave a blueprint that we can follow. And I feel he follows that greatly, man. Now it ain't about talent, it's no longer an art Niggas piss on your campus and parade, okay So you paid the way, but I rolled the road Farther than you rolled before, but still you blocked the road some more I'm on my last leg and they passing me by With a sign that say I rap the E and both of my thumbs in the sky Damn, when will my time come? Should I just sell dope for money, cars, clothes, and hoes Cause they say that's successful Till a nigga run up on you and unload Cause he poke and you shine just like the moon glow Stuntin' in your Bentley, buddy, cost you your soul When God come to collect, I hope you got what you Mama, I made it Keep pushing, man Like, this this game that we in is very difficult, man It's very discouraging You know, in the two and a half years I've been making music It's easy to quit 
You know, it's easy to quit because the opportunities aren't how they used to be. Um, the market has changed. You know, um, how do we as artists get the younger generation to, to like what we do, man? I was a listener of music before I was an artist. And I was one of those people who was hungry, man, that was working. I was on the blogs all day, every day. I was a blog head, just searching for a Big Crit or a J. Cole. I feel we, we're back in the dance era, you know, like in the, in the 80s where everything was so dance oriented. I feel that's what we're in right now. I don't dance. I mean, the records might sound, they might make you want to dance, but I don't dance. So, you know, I be looking for those artists like Big Crit. A mother lost a child, I tried to ease her pain. It's on the God's will, she said she felt the same. It's funny how the sun will up and bow the rain, as if the clouds couldn't stand to see me outside again. Wrote a rhyme that was kind with some vision to it. Bottom line, it might expand your mind if you listen to it. Too much shine can dull the soul. If you feel how I feel, that I rap some more. How can the devil take my brother if he's close to me? When he was everything I wasn't, but I hoped to be. I get a little honest and I ask myself, if the time come, will you save me if I ask for help? You know, if you're an artist and you feel that, you know, your story doesn't want to be heard, you know, that's a lie, man. You know, you don't know what what you may say on a record that might change somebody's life, man. You know, so just an artist, man, like, you know, you have a voice for a reason. Being able to make songs is a gift. Not everybody can do that, man. Embrace your grit, your gift, embrace your ability, and just keep pushing, keep working, man, because there are a lot of people out there that want to hear what you have to say. That's cool. I got shows getting money, I can bend the phone. Cause that's what I do. And ain't nobody gonna pimp KRT. Cause that's how I feel. And them diamonds always rhyming about. Get to get my weed. And ain't nobody gonna check none of me or mine. It's what I trust. If you think of my guilt, tricking only hard. You got me fed up. And ain't no playing in the side till the bed for die. When I rip my pipes. Y'all think this shit can't also eat. It wasn't overnight, but I got this here. Hip-hop matters to me because, like I say, hip-hop is just as important as picking up a textbook and, and learning about history or picking up a Bible and learning about God. Hip-hop is, like I say, hip-hop changed my life, man. I can't express that enough, man. Hip-hop changed me into a better person. But it's all about the messages that we're giving across to people, man. Hip-hop like I say, it's life changing. Power of words is great. And, and we have we have the forefront to do that, to, to, to change people's lives. Pretty much, that's what, hip, that's what hip hop did for me, man. It, it changed my life and I know it can change another person's life. So it's, it's very, very important to keep it alive and, and moving. Dear mama, 